Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on the 10th of October, Tuesday. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. It almost certainly isn't. And a very interesting day, not your normal day. There is stuff going on today, which a departure from everything we've seen this year, and it is not necessarily to do with the Hamas-Israel conflict. Let's just cover that off first. I wrote yesterday from experience that almost all geopolitical events from the Iraq wars to 9-11 create short-term uncertainty and markets fall. And almost all geopolitical events from the Iraq wars to 9-11 create market buying opportunities. In other words, the reactions in the short term almost always reverse. And the first reaction, as we're seeing this time around, is risk off. That means the US dollar goes up, gold goes up, and traders run away from non-defensive stocks, which are stocks that have a lot of sentiment involved, and that usually includes small caps, and it usually includes growth stocks. So you'd expect small caps, growth stocks, tech stocks to go down, the markets to go down, gold to go up, and the US dollar to go up. Now, apart from gold, none of that is happening. And this morning, we have woken up to a really rather remarkable turnaround in the bond market. The logic suggests that the Hamas-Israel conflict is going to push up the oil price, and it has. The energy sector was one of the better performing sectors yesterday. But the logic suggests we could end up with oil embargoes as we did in the 70s and 80s, thanks to Middle East conflict, and that pushes the oil price up. And that's the risk. And if the oil price goes up at the moment, then that obviously pressures headline inflation numbers and continues the higher for longer narrative that we've got used to over the last particularly three weeks since the last Fed meeting. And in fact, over the last year, we woke up at the beginning of January hoping that we would hear the message that interest rates had peaked, but we haven't heard it all year. And in fact, it's just continued to be the opposite. The Fed have continued to be hawkish. So higher oil prices are going to keep headline inflation up and therefore you'd assume keep bond yields up. And yet here we are with the 10-year bond yield in the US. The bond markets were closed yesterday. It was Columbus Day in the US. So whilst the equity markets were open overnight, the bond markets were closed. But they've opened this morning and the US 10-year bond yield, instead of going up because the oil price is going up, is down. Can you believe there's 25 basis points? That's a whole interest rate cut, traditional interest rate cut from the Fed. And it's dropped by that much in a day. And the two-year is down 21 basis points. And logic suggests that if the Hamas-Israel conflict is the dominating market factor at the moment, then that should be going the opposite way, but it isn't. So what is going on? Reading the news wires, I'm not sure that there is enough there to suggest that bond yields should be peaking, but it is quite clear overnight that there are a few Fed governors making the suggestion that they may not need to raise rates again this year. So there was a comment from the vice chair, which is Philip Jefferson, saying the Fed would need to proceed carefully with any further increases. In other words, rates are on hold. And that was a complete pivot from the week before. And you wonder whether the whole of the Fed has been told to pass a message suddenly. Last week, he was talking about one more rate hike by the end of the year. So there's a change in tone. And the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas president, uh, Laurie Logan, also said something which says higher term 
premiums result in higher term interest rates for the same setting of the Fed funds rate, all else equal. Thus, if term premiums rise, they could do some of the work of cooling the economy for us, leaving less need for additional monetary policy tightening. Now, neither of those Fed governors are market movers, but here we are with bond yields down significantly. So I may have missed something. I have read everything, but I may have missed something that has caused bond yields to drop so savagely overnight. And it'll be interesting to see what bond yields do tonight. But I am beginning to think that this is peak rates. Peak rates were never going to be obvious. They were just going to happen. And it sort of looks like it's just happening. Now, this is lacking logic or lacking macro gravitas, it has to be said, for bond yields to peak at this point in time. But it's beginning to look a little bit like it. And we're seeing the equity markets turn around. Our market's been up for three days. And I'm beginning to wonder how long do we wait before we react to this. I can also tell you that turning points in prices, share prices, any price really, and bond yields as well. Turning points happen with sharp movements and we've had sharp drops in 10-year bond and two-year bond yields in the US and that tends to herald a turning point in a trend. The trend has obviously been up. Are we now going to trend down? Again, all this just ignores the Hamas-Israel conflict, the 4% rise in the oil price overnight and the traditional or the narrative that we've been used to, which is higher for longer and the oil price isn't helping. Bond yields have dropped here as well and our market is racing. So the futures this morning were up 30 and our market's up 78 points pretty much on its high of the day at the moment. Resources aren't exactly leading but interest rate sensitive sectors, which tells you it is a bond yield thing, interest rate sensitive sectors are leading. So you've got utility sector up 3.55%. Origin Energy is up 4.5%. REITs are up 1.95% and info technology IT are up 2.1%. Those are the leading sectors. So it's an interest rate thing driving the market higher. And I'm beginning to wonder whether this isn't the start of the lower for shorter or lower for longer, hopefully, lower for longer trend in interest rates. We will see. As bond yields come off and rather than go risk off because of the Israel-Hamas conflict, we're going risk on and lithium stocks without a rise in the lithium price, lithium stocks are beginning to move. Pilbara Minerals up 4.7% today. Energy stocks are on the move. Alchem, another lithium exposure, up 3.9%. Patriot Battery Metals, that basket case, down savagely this year, up 10.5%. And we've got resources stocks like Illumina up 4.1%. S32 up 3.3%. Linus, another lithium stock, up 2.2%. And we've got all the REITs moving. Mervac up 2.2%. Stockland up 2%. Goodman Group up 2.7%. These are non-volatile stocks REITs, and yet they're having quite solid moves. So the market is behaving as if interest rates have peaked. And it's risk on, not risk off. We should be risk off, but we've gone risk on. Lithium stocks on the move and tech stocks on the move. So pay your money and take your chances today. My response is to buy gold. I know we've missed a good day of gold, and I know the Hamas-Israel conflict is likely to be short term, but I think it's likely to persist a while. I've called it the something's coming trade. There is chatter about having declared war on Hamas. There is chatter about a full bore Israeli invasion, which will be US backed. We haven't seen the pictures of aircraft carriers, cruise missiles, let alone global rallies and protests and conflict 
this could well blow up from here or it could dissipate. Either way, gold and particularly the uh, Northern Star, which is probably the best quality trading stock. Newcrest is there, but Newcrest does a lot of hedging. It doesn't tend to be very or nearly as volatile. So for a bit of bang for buck, let's go the quality stock. Northern Star, which is off 21% from the top earlier this year. Gold stocks have had a terrible run, so this comes as a great buying opportunity for traders. And so I'm adding Northern Star. You could add any of the gold ETFs. They'll give you a more mild exposure, or you could add other gold stocks or a spread of gold exposures. But I'm just going to go with a gold exposure just to make point that I think gold could go further from here, having performed terribly recently and with an excuse to come off the bottom. The other thing pushing me, rather than just trading gold, the other thing pushing me to say that or do that is this drop in bond yields. If bond yields drop, the US dollar drops. If the US dollar drops, all commodity prices rise and the US dollar is thought to cap the gold price. So a rising or rather a falling US dollar allows the gold price to rise. And I think that's a double reason to be looking for something in the gold sector. So Northern Star it is, adding Northern Star to the ideas portfolio. The other things to say today is I'm wondering if this is the bottom for a whole bunch of other sectors as well. If this really is the peak on interest rates, and there's no real macro reason for it, I've got to say. So I think it's a bit premature to go with the idea, but I can see the markets bouncing and I'm beginning to wonder if interest rates have peaked out, the US dollar has peaked out, the Aussie dollar will go up, commodity prices will go up. Is this the bottom for resources stocks and commodity prices? Is this the bottom for BHP? And the same for growth stocks. Should we be looking at big tech again ahead of the results season, which is supposed to be a positive? Could be interesting. Do we do something in the strategy portfolio? Peak interest rates should mean the bottom for technology. Time to sell value, sell defensive stocks and buy growth stocks. And the markets, we've been waiting for this peak rates moment for almost two years. If it's finally here, it might finally kick off a new bull market. But let's just all leave all that till tomorrow. Enough fantasy and optimism, but hopefully you get the vibe. Was that the peak on interest rates? It is certainly the first significant drop in bond yields. It's happened fast. And as I say, trend changes start with sharp movements. We'll wake up tomorrow, make some more decisions, but I am beginning to wonder whether we should be adding to the strategy portfolio, adding to BHP, or rather buying BHP in the one stock portfolio. And I've written it all up today as strategy portfolio in cash, but wondering if the moment has come. Ideas portfolio, buying NST, but you could buy a number of gold exposures. BHP one stock portfolio in cash, but thinking about it. And Macquarie one stock portfolio in cash, but thinking about it less hard than BHP. I think a resources rally is going to give us more bang for the buck than betting on a market bottom, which would probably be quite benign. But certainly our markets run for three days solid now. How long do we wait? Anyway, there we go. Thoughts rather than actions, apart from NST as a trade today. I've also written up today the bank results season. Usually the sector rallies into the November results season. So I've got the results dates up. It's sort of timely to do it because we've got the full year results tomorrow from Bank of Queensland. Not exactly a sector leader, but results are tomorrow. And then we're into the bank results season. We've got the CBA AGM tomorrow as well. Then we've got Macquarie November the 3rd, Westpac November the 6th, NAB November the 9th, ANZ November the 13th, and then C 
CBA's update November the 15th, just a quarterly update. So it's time to be thinking about buying the banks. They usually rally. I've got a chart of this. They usually rally into the November results and then come off afterwards. So this is about the time, usually 45 days before the results and dividends, before the dividends because of the 45-day rule. So people usually start buying or know when it's 45 days out from the dividends so that they are free to sell and still get the franking credits when the stock goes ex-dividend. So we're into that period now already. So this is the period that banks should rally into results. But as I've written a hundred times and I've got some articles on dividend stripping, I'll put those in the newsletter probably tomorrow. I want to talk about Telstra as well tomorrow. Telstra is banging along the bottom, has results and a dividend coming up, is a quality stock. And I notice it's on the move today up 2.2%. So some big dividends coming up. This is traditionally the time you buy. And if the market's going to suddenly start performing, double the reason to be buying for a dividend strip. Anyone who's done it regularly will know dividend stripping can go horribly wrong because usually it's done by conservative people. If the market's going down or the shares fall into the dividend or after they go ex-dividend, there's a capital loss. Most people are useless at selling. So they end up holding the banks at a loss, having tried to dividend strip, picked up the dividend, but are now holding a loss-making position. You really need the market rallying into or rallying at the same time. And it looks like we might be near a bottom with a market rally coming up to results season. So this might well be the time to be buying the banks and Telstra running into results. Anyway, have a read of my section today. I notice also mineral resources, quality stock, iron ore stock, 52-week low, and now coming off the bottom again. If people want to get risk on and buy lithium stocks, then mineral resources up 2.8% today coming off the bottom. Lots of things to buy when the market goes up. Suddenly there are a thousand ideas. I just want to give it another day or so before we get going. I can't help feeling that there is something going to happen in Israel that could just disturb things. Wouldn't mind seeing if this bond rally lasts more than a day, but getting closer to buying a few things has to be said. And buying one gold stock today is enough, but I can see us if the market's going to go risk on. There are a host of lithium stocks to be bought. And if the US dollar goes down, resources is where the action's going to be. Anyway, there we go. Lots of ifs and buts and perhapses and maybes. Let's see if they solidify this week. No rush, never a rush. That's about it. Lots to think about. I haven't written them up in my section today, but obviously this week is busy. I haven't read them yet, but the RBA minutes, I believe, are out this morning. We've got US retail sales tonight. Chinese GDP industrial production retail sales in the middle of the day tomorrow. UK inflation Wednesday. US CPI numbers Thursday night. Wake up to them on Friday, I think. No, they're on Wednesday night. We should wake wake up to them on Thursday. That's the main number this week, US CPI numbers. We've also got FOMC minutes this week, which are the minutes from that very hawkish meeting a couple of weeks ago. Lots to look out for and any developments in Israel and obviously the bond market. We're into AGM season as well. CBA AGM tomorrow. CSL AGM. This is like a mini confession season, though not necessarily full of confession. CBA tomorrow. CSL tomorrow. IAG tomorrow. Bank of Queensland results tomorrow. Then a host of other AGMs this week. No really big ones. Brambles on Thursday. That's about it. Lots of waffle. Bought a gold stock is the conclusion today and wondering whether we shouldn't buy a lot more. Yeah.